Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to yet another edition of Generational Sports. Josh, how are we doing on this fine Monday night? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I had, I think, probably the best betting weekend of my life. I don't think it's ever gone as smoothly as it did this weekend. I thought I'd carry over today, you know, did a nice little parlay with the Bulls and the, and the Pats, both money line. Felt good about it. And now about 45 minutes after I placed the bed, DeMar's out with COVID protocols. Josh, you know what we call that, right? What? That's a tough life out here, really. It it's really, truly really is. Hey, Bull's still going to pull it off, though. I, I believe in it. But and then what was that second team you had? New England, man. Okay. I mean, it's it's the same reason I took Bama this weekend. You're telling me I, I could have got Nick Saban plus points? You're telling me I get Bill Belichick right now on fire with points? Yeah, you, see weather. Weather. you see the weather? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trusting the rug game, man. I, <laughs> I believe the rug game. I believe I saw a constant 26 mile per hour wind with the wind gusts up to 48. I love that. I love that for New England. I love it. I don't I don't I can't even imagine attempting to play football on that. No, no. But how are you, Connie? How are you? Oh, you know, today was my official last day of classes. So uh, we're chilling on that end. I mean, I still got finals, but, like, listen, I'm a communication student, so, like, you know, our finals aren't actually finals. We just, you know, post a video at the end of the year and call it a final. So that that's our version of finals. So big fan of that. And, uh, yeah, I get the next – actually, I get the rest of the week off technically, and I think I, I just got finals next week. You know what I mean? Oh, we got CJ over there in the color cast. Listen, CJ, you're going to be my test on me as well because I need to know if you can hear Josh speak when he does because obviously, you know, I'm trying to finesse the system right now. But we'll figure it out. And people, if you don't know, we're over on ColorCast as well. You know, we're doing some big things with ColorCast. So if you haven't figured it out, listen, go download the app. You can follow all of us. You know, all of us got the USN at the end of our names and and all that fancy fancy business over there. So make sure you check us out over on the ColorCast, and uh, we it's a great it's a great time. You know, audio. We can, you can follow along with the games if you think that we're ugly, which even though me and Josh wonderful looking men, uh, you know, you can just listen to us instead of having to see us as well. So make sure you check it out. But Josh, what do you say we get into everything, huh? Let's do it. So. Start off with a little UFC, of course. We had the Font Aldo recap, and then you know, getting a little 269 preview. But we started off, like I said, with Font versus Aldo and Josh. I did have the fight on, I had it in the corner of my eye. I wasn't, you know, totally locked into it, but I saw enough of it. And uh easy victory for Aldo in my eyes. I agree. Uh I thought Font did exactly what he was supposed to do, though. Uh, Aldo's a guy you can't really let control the fight because he'll just piece you up. He'll wait for his opportunities and, and just control the whole fight. So Fon, he he went at him aggressively. He walked him down right from the start, was throwing quick punches, wasn't even giving him time to really react. But Aldo just kind of was patient. I think I for sure probably give Font the first round, if any round, even though he got knocked down at the very end of it. But after that, Aldo just took control. He even had ground control on him a couple times. Uh, kept knocking him down. Just landing nice nice counters. Uh, 
But Font did what he had to do. It was a fight he was going to lose anyway. Just the way Aldo's been fighting. Uh, it was a tough spot for him, you know. I said before Aldo's last fight that he was washed. So this time I had to bet on him because I couldn't be wrong again. So I doubled down on it. And, yeah, Aldo got it done. I think uh, I think he was fifth and Font was fourth in the rankings right now. So Aldo's going to get a, a nice little jump and stay in title contention for right now. Yeah, uh, it was – you know, going into it, I thought it was going to be a lot more back and forth, I guess, me being the casual I am because, I, you know, I listen to other people and uh, I just go along with what they say. So that's what I thought would happen. But I don't know. Like you said, the first round, yeah, I, I can see that. But everything else, you know, it seemed like Aldo. And that was, you know, a big thing after the fight uh, as well that people were saying is that it looked like he got his power back. And mm. obviously can't hurt to have some power in the UFC, Josh. And then when his corner, his corner was doing a really nice job too, because he he's known for throwing a lot of leg kicks, but he didn't do it for the first couple of rounds. And when he started to, Font didn't want to go in on him anymore. He was getting hurt by those. So uh, prop to his corner for reminding him, because they said that before the fight, he was just focusing on boxing for Font. So he didn't really train those leg kicks. But when he started throwing them, the whole fight changed. Yes, it did. And like I said, I had it on in the background. I didn't pay too much attention to it. So I believe everything Josh says. But I don't know why I also believe Josh because he's a smart man, guys. <laughs> I believe I believe the man. No need to you know dig deep into it. But Josh, what we are going to dig deep into is our UFC 269 preview. And of course, we got to give our predictions because that's what the people need from us. They need to know what we think. So Josh, yeah. why don't you start it off? Obviously, because uh, you know you know everything. Matt, what is going on? Come on, Pat, stay at the one seed tonight. Of course they do. Have you seen the weather? Bills don't even know what running the ball looks like. 26-mile-an-hour winds, 48-mile-an-hour wind gusts. Going to be a little snow, some rain probably. It's it's wonderful conditions for a Patriot W. In fact, I even went on over to Underdog Fantasy, you know, and I used code Gen Z when I signed up originally to double my first deposit up to $100, of course. And uh, I took, let's see, Josh Allen to throw an interception. You know, the wind, I think. JC's going to get his. JC's yeah, going to get his. Uh, I took Damian Harris's over on his rush yards. I believe he's only at like 56 and a half. Hell no. That's at least 90 right there. Uh, I think I took Hunter Henry's over. Listen, they, he's. I think Mac is going to throw it to the tight end a lot. And Hunter Henry's over was only 24 and a half yards. Oh, that's, that's easy. That's I also took Mac Jones's under, which was at 189. So I'm scared. I'm scared. But yeah, these conditions, I just don't see Mac throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, I don't either. I think those are all good picks. And but yeah. I think I did one more. Oh, you know, I'm going to find it right now. Let me go. Let me go on over to the Underdog app. I'm going to tell the people live what I did. And I also took, oh, yeah, Kendrick Bourne plus one and a half receiving yards against Emmanuel Sanders. And the, Listen, I know the Bourne, odds on those are beautiful too. The odds are beautiful. Kendrick Bourne has sneakily become. Number one wide receiver over there in uh, Patriot land. So against Emmanuel Sanders, who hasn't cracked, I think, like 25 yards in his last, you know, three games. I'm feeling good, Josh. I think this is a winner. I like it. I like it a lot, man. But, yeah, UFC 269. Uh, Dana White always goes all out for these end-of-the-year uh, pay-per-views. And this one's going to be just like that. Just some of the fighters that will be in the prelims and, you know, the – early main cards and all that tied to Ivasa, who last time we saw him did something that 100% of the viewers loved, which was knock uh, Greg Hardy out 
Everybody loved that. So excited to see I him fight again. A big fan of that. Oh yeah, uh, Dominique Cruz makes his return uh, against Pedro Munoz, who I picked over Jose Aldo. So that's going to be a, a very good fight in the prelim. Uh, Danny Gay versus Josh Emmett, another really good fight. And then in the main card, uh, I think we're only going to do one prediction, just because I think we both agree Sean O'Malley and Amanda Nunez. We're going to pick both them to win. Uh, Cody I mean, Garbrandt. I'll never pick against Amanda Nunez in my life. Yeah, I think the Cody Garbrandt fight. I think. I'm probably going to go Cody in that fight. Uh, and then I, I can't remember what the other main card fight is. But the only real prediction we have to make is the title fight, which is uh, Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. I'm I'm still not 100% sure who I'm going to take here. I mean, Dustin Poirier is just killing everyone he's been crossing for the past couple of years. Uh, but, I mean, Charles Oliveira is the the champ and we know he can take those punches we saw him take it from michael chandler last time so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the champ i think Oliver is underrated he's the underdog going into this fight even though he is the champion but uh is gonna give you know him a fight weird? i feel like that's a lot less rare in ufc than like every other sport oh, i can't absolutely. find a lot of sports where the person who was literally a champion is the one that's the yeah. underdog and i've seen it multiple times like yeah. when uh Nganu fought Stipe. Was yeah, he was the underdog. underdog. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, very weird to me. But you know. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I think most of that is just because they don't fight as often as the contenders. You know, because the contenders have to get those wins, so they're normally impressive, and they're like, "Wow, yeah, that guy's going to be the champ." And then you just kind of forget how good the champ is because they had to do the same thing and they did finish off the champ. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Oliveira. Uh, I think he's very underrated. I think people think this division this division is stacked, so it's easy to be like Oliver is not even the best fighter in the division, but he's the best right now. He's a champion. So I'm uh, I'm gonna give him his props and I'm gonna ride with him in this one. You know, he made an excellent point. This man Dustin's been killing everybody. You know, he's not the current champ though, like well, I was about to attempt to say the other dude's name, Charles. I'm gonna call him Charles. You know, me and him are a first name basis over here. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna be. Uh, why not? Why not, Dustin? It's, it's his time. Why not? I'll go with see? Dustin. He's been bodying people out here, so uh, I don't see why the man can't catch a fat W. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, I guess we move on, Josh. We move on once again, and uh. We're gonna go. We're gonna split from the norm here, people. Because what do we do? We don't talk about college football. I've, I've said it many times. I'm not a college football fan, but you know it's the playoff time, so you got to talk about college at that point. Am I right? So, with that being said, a nice little college football playoff prediction. I believe the seating is Alabama one, Michigan is number two, number three. We have Georgia. Georgia, it is, and, and then Cincinnati. number four, Cincinnati. So, obviously, that means Alabama versus Cincinnati and then Michigan and Georgia. And, Josh, I think we're going to have a repeat of the SEC championship game. I really do. I hope not. I I, I hope not because that's my thing. I, I know that everybody says that, oh, there's not really parity in any of the sports, blah, blah, blah. You look at the NFL, the Patriots were good for 20 years, and you look at this sport, that team was good for blah, 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 the Warriors and – there's no parity, zero, in college football. There's three teams every year that's going to win. 
It's like Alabama, Clemson, but they had an off year this year. Uh, I mean, I guess that would happen when you lose Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and then, you know, you look at – and then just pick another SEC team. Ohio know? State's always good, too. They find a way in there in years. I mean, yeah, it's the same teams. It's it's a, That's why I kind of like this year. It's not really – I mean, Michigan is a team that's usually top tier as well, but finally they, they allowed Cincinnati to get in the playoffs, and I love it. I mean, last year they had just a good chance, but, you know, I think they dropped a game later. Uh, that cost them their chance at it, but they're here now, only undefeated team out of the four. So I think it's going to be not an interesting game between Bama and Cincinnati. I think Bama kills them. Uh, (laughs) I I think they're going to absolutely destroy them. Uh, Cincinnati's very good, though. They have a very solid defense, uh, a very smart quarterback, Desmond Ritter. He's he's kind of like a a veteran in college terms. Uh, So I think he's going to, you know, give them fits, but – I think Bryce Young showed. I mean, he locked up the Heisman in the SDC championship game. So he's uh, he's going to keep putting on a show, uh, and I think they're going to kill him. I know not having Mechie because uh, he tore his ACL, that really sucks because he was having a monster game too. But, yeah, I mean, they still got Jamison Williams, who is, seems like he's the fastest man on the planet the way he looks Saturday. So uh, they're going to take care of that one. So I'm going to take Bama to win that, and I think I'm going to roll with Michigan. Honestly, I think they're on fire right now. Okay. I think after beating Ohio State, handling Iowa, I think they're they're feeling really good right now. And I just don't trust Georgia's offense at all. And they can get a run game going, but their quarterback, I think it's Stetson something. I don't know his name, but he he's not that good. And they they never have had to face teams that are really competitive in the fourth quarter, like when it's an actual ball game where they're trailing. And we saw it last weekend. I mean. They couldn't handle it. They just couldn't handle it. Obviously, that defense is really good, but I think Michigan's offense is obviously not as good as Alabama's, but I do think they're good enough to put up enough points to to make it a ball game, and I think it's going to come down to Georgia in the same situation, trying to claw back late, and I don't think their offense can get it done through the air. I think if they can keep it close with the ground game and not have to throw long balls and, and have to make plays like that, they have the weapons to do it, but I don't know if the quarterback's good enough to do it, so. I think I'm going to roll with Michigan. I don't think we're going to have an SEC national championship. Going Michigan and Bama. See, that would make me incredibly happy, right? But it always just seems that the SEC is so much better than everybody else. And obviously we've seen that with Alabama having their dominance for however long they've had it. But like you said, I think Alabama is going to beat Cincinnati. Uh, you know, and it's weird. Is I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting too, though, because like I said, there's – you know, just watching ESPN and everything as I always do, because I mean, what else am I going to do with my life? Um, You know, a lot of them are saying it's not as, you know, far fetched for every team to lose uh, in the, in this college football playoff, which is, which is more interesting. Like we just said, there's not really been much parody, but I guess in this, you know, playoff situation, it seems like there is. So do I give Cincinnati? I, I give, I give Michigan a higher chance of beating Georgia then I give Cincinnati to be Alabama. But, I mean, I guess, you know, every team has a chance in this. And, you know, we have seen it this year. There's been games at Alabama. Uh, lost to Texas A&M. I mean, Texas they're... A&M. They should have lost to Auburn. Yeah, yeah. So they they obviously haven't been the juggernaut that they've been uh, all these past years before. They're and very young. They lost a lot in this draft. I mean, they, did you Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, Mac Jones. They're starting left tackle, Barrymore. I mean, a bunch of defenders. It's I think it's they crazy. Had, 
I think they had five first round picks. And they got two more. I mean, it seems like they always have two first round receivers, a first round quarterback. They always have it, but right now they're just I mean, Bryce Young's a freshman. I'm pretty sure that uh Jameson Williams is only a sophomore. So I mean they're they're a very young team, but they're still it's still Nick Saban. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's still Nick Saban running that team. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think it's going to be an SEC championship rematch. But I would love it if, you know, I, I would love a Cincinnati-Michigan one. I mean, I, th- I just think that it would be, be so good. It would be, so, be so fun. Good. I mean, it's just different teams, and it's finally a different thing than what it has been in the past. But it's just a hard thing to see if it actually happens. Making, oh, you know what? Listen, listen, Matt, I can't even say that name, bro. Come on. Mick Namara? Is that what's that? Who's that? Namora? I don't know who that is. You know, I don't know. You know what? Listen, don't don't flame me. I don't watch college football, so yeah, I don't want to hear nothing about it. He said he's going to have to make plays against UGA. Oh, he's the Michigan quarterback. Okay, there we go. See? Hmm. People in the color cast comments saving the day for the people. Uh Bulldogs are gonna choke again. Bama versus Michigan. Uh I think that'd be a much better game, too. Much better. I think Michigan's defense is better built to keep up with Alabama. I know Georgia has a, a corner that's probably going top five this year, but it doesn't matter how good he is. Jameson Williams. Yeah, well, too I, mean, I was going to say, doesn't don't Michigan have a pass rusher that's like projected the yeah, first yeah. pick in the draft? Yeah, he's going to be, he's you. Camera, it's like, I don't know. I can't say his name. It's one of those weird ones. I'm pretty sure there's like an X in it, but yeah, he's, he's really good. He's really good. It's um number 97. Sure, Matt. Why not? But Georgia's got a guy who. The thing too, like we we talk about everybody talk about Georgia's defense, right? Mm-hmm. Have you did anybody watch the highlights of the Alabama game or just watch it in general? Yeah, they, they weren't close to him. No, he the O line compared to what they did against Auburn, that offensive line played insane. I mean, they got no pressure, and that like Georgia does have a good front seven, like the best in the nation, but. Alabama's D line, I mean O line, just shut them down. Bryce Young they, had all day. He had no problems. Close to Young. They were run. They were running slant and goes. You know, hitch and goes. Like it was third and twelve every play. They were just doing it because they knew at the time. Like, hey, we can let our receivers get open. We don't have to get these quick throws or roll them out. They had all day. Matt said ninety nine on Georgia is overrated. Jordan Davis, dude's huge. Like he makes the number ninety nine look very small. He's huge. His his problem is just that he gets tired very quickly. He, he's in two plays. He's out the rest of the series. You know, I, what? I, don't, I, I feel his pain. I get tired very quickly as well. That's what happens to us big men. You know, he fills I mean? gaps. It's his job. He's not supposed to get sacks. He's supposed to fill the run holes. A Vita Vea type, would you say? Yeah, yeah. He just, you know, he clogs up the lanes. You're not going to run it up the middle. That's what he okay. does. But hey, we will find out. We will find out what happens in this college football playoff. I hate that it's so late though. Like, isn't it, like, December 31st? Yeah. That's like, why, yeah. why is there so much time off? I don't understand. That's, they like to do all the bowl games. Like, well, guess what? Right I'm going to give you a hint, too, right? You ready for this college football? You ready? The college bowl games are trash. <laughs> you don't like them? I, you couldn't pay me to sit there and watch a college bowl game. I love it. I love championship weekend. I love bowl games. They're the best, man. Nah, bro. I'm good. I've never been better, honestly. Listen, if you're not ranked in the top 25, 
I don't want to see you in a bowl I think game. they should expand the playoffs. I don't think it should just be. No, no, they should expand the playoffs. Absolutely. But like I'm saying, if you're not ranked in the top 25, I'm not trying to see you in a bowl game. I'm just saying. Listen, I like no offense. It. I like it. But, you know, it's whatever. Georgia versus Alabama SEC Championship rematch for the NCAA College Football Championship. Patrick, I agree with you. I think it's an SEC Championship rematch. I said that. You know, I I don't, I don't like it. I think it's a little boring. Okay. I think it's right. Alabama will absolutely destroy them again. They'd have no, they'd have no chance. You're probably right. You're probably right. Except for that guy, Georgia has a monster tight end though. His name's Bowers or something. Oh yeah, that man was going crazy. He was killing them. He was a beast. That game. No, he was going crazy. But we'll move on to the NFL. Obviously, we got to recap Week 13, of course. And listen, you know, usually we break down a few games, but let's be honest with each other, people. There were not many good games this week. Sure. You know, I put I pulled up the Sunday ticket yesterday, and I was like, Jesus, what am I going to sit here and watch? And even the game that I thought was going to be good, which was the Chargers and Bengals, was terrible the entire first half. And then, you know, the Bengals came back for a little bit. And then right when you really thought it was going to get good because the Bengals are driving, what happens? Joe Mixon with a big old fumble, brick hands, butterfingers. And um, there goes that game. So – Anyway, it was uh, it was a tough day for uh, the NFL. It was kind, of, it was kind of boring. And Matt and Matt in the comments over here, Lions finally won a game. You know what? We'll get into our winners and losers section, Josh. But I'm just saying, I don't even think we deserve to put another winner in than the whole city of Detroit. I'm just saying. Yeah. Maybe Jared Goff, because you know, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. I saw, got, I saw. a video of his girl <laughs> celebrating that they won. That might be Jared Goff's biggest W of the career. I'm just saying. What did you get being a quarterback in the NFL, man? No disrespect or anything, Jared, but uh, you're doing pretty well. You're doing pretty <laughs> well, guy. But let's get into the game that we are actually going to break down. That's the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, and this game was good. <laughs> this was a very good one. Uh, Josh, why don't you just give me your overall thoughts on the game here, brother? Yeah, this was a game where, like, if you're just box score watching, you're not actually watching the game. It did not look like a great game at all. Uh, it was, you know, low scoring for most of the game, nothing really happening. But it, it was a rivalry game. You know, those games are always going to be tough to put points on the board, and that's exactly what this was. Uh, you know, the Steelers, I thought Najee Harris played the best game out of anyone on that team, and I thought I thought they all rallied behind because obviously the news that came out this weekend is that people around Big Ben are saying this is this is the last year for him. So, but I also feel like that's Gosh, just what did like I said last week. Did I say that it was time for old Yeller to be, uh, you know? Yeah, you said he'd get murdered, but that's well. Listen, I didn't. Different. You know, listen, you took it that that far. No. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> no, but uh, I think I think the team really rallied behind that. They're kind of like, damn, if this is really Big Ben's last year, we kind of got to play. A lot better, and they did. Uh, and you know, the big thing about this game is obviously that uh, two-point conversion. I I hate that. I get it. You want to win it. I get you want to win it right there. The Bills did it earlier in the year against the Titans. Take overtime. Give yourself a better chance than like just this play. That's just a. It's a bad idea, especially. I get it if you have kicker problems. You have Justin Tucker. It's not like oh he might miss it. No, he's gonna make the extra point. It's just a Tucker. Uh, and, you know, I, I get people are trying to blame Lamar for the throw. Uh, it was a little wide, but that's Mark Andrews. Usually when he gets his hand on the ball, he's going to catch it. So uh, 
I feel like he kind of felt like he didn't have to put it on the money there, kind of could get it out quick and loft it. But he lofted it a little bit too far, you know, and that's kind of his his biggest flaw is some of those throws you feel like he should just easily be able yeah, to make. He has a tough time. His flaw, you know what I mean? No, it's just those simple throws that you try to not to overthink, and he overthought it, and it didn't work. So next time, just that's 0-2 for teams that have tried that this year. The Bills lost and the Ravens lost. Just stop. It's not going to work. Josh, all I'm asking is that uh, how do we feel about my Lamar Jackson has peaked comment that I've repeatedly made? It's not looking awful now, is it? Don't lie to me. Because they were the one seed before this game strictly because of Lamar Jackson. All right. But listen, strictly because of Lamar. Listen, I, let's read some numbers, though, right? We can read the numbers. I'm talking about that thing. What are we, what are we both like using, though? What are we both like using? I'm a big eye guy. I know. Yeah, yeah. So you know he's you know he's not Listen, going I downhill, and you know he's only because of him. I do know that. I, I will gladly admit that. But for the peaked part of it, you know, 16 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. Ugly numbers. Bad numbers, right there. Thir- 30 tied for 31st in the NFL for interceptions. 31st. Very bad. 16th in passing touchdowns. 13th in yards. 2,865. He's 16th in QBR. You but know? Then you look at his rushing numbers because when it's a dual threat guy, it's not all about the passing. I, I listen. I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Obviously, he's had. Actually, these are just recent games, not all of his games. Hold on. His, his big issue is ball security. I think that's oh, yeah. his main thing. Oh yeah. His, main I don't, thing. his ball Taking security ball. questionable at best. He has 131 rushing attempts for 762 yards. He's going to be 1K this year. Like, he might be at 1,000 yards this year. Oh, no, I don't think it's a might. I think he will be. Yeah, like that's – I mean, when your quarterback's doing that, obviously his passing numbers aren't where anyone wants them to be right now because that's the one thing you're really looking for is for him to really start popping off as a passer. But, no, he's still very young. He's he's obviously never going to get – he doesn't get hit. I feel like that's the big thing people forget. They're like, he's not going to be able to run the ball forever. He doesn't take big hits. He gets down, he slides, yeah, he gets takes out of one. No, but he doesn't get hit. Like we say that, but I have not seen Lamar take a big hit in his career. No, I haven't either. Like I said, but I, I, it still scares me because I really do think all it takes is one. I mean, one, yeah, you one with RG3, that's one ACL and your career is done. That is true. But I mean, I'm, obviously he's not improving so far this year. Uh, but still, I mean, the fact that the Ravens were the one seed when their entire backfield tore their ACLs, you know, Marcus Peters tore his ACL, now Marlon Humphrey's out. out. So, I mean, they've they've got injury problems, and he's been keeping them alive. Him and Mark Andrews have been keeping them alive with a rotating backfield of the 2015's top five running backs. So, they're in a, they're in a tough spot, but he's keeping them alive. Yeah, it was – I mean, it was an interesting game, uh, to say the least. I – you know what, Josh? You know what the worst part about it is? I can never remember, you know, who I pick for our pick segment each week or whatever. So I went back and watched. So I went back and watched the segment right during Sunday, and I'm listening to it. And what? And what do I say? Watch, there's going to be some stupid upset like the Steelers are going to beat the Ravens. And I was <laughs> right. Did I pick it? Absolutely not, because I'm gutless, clearly. But I mean, of course, of course, it happens. I, it's just. It's the way it goes, man. Yeah, it's it, it is it just goes. the way it goes. Um, and then, you know, the, I feel like the questions that come out of this is, you know, are the Ravens good enough to really make that playoff run? And I, I can't see it. 
Yeah, they're not think, healthy listen, enough. I, and I don't think talented. they have the pieces on offense, and they've lost a lot of defensive pieces as well. I mean, if this was a fully healthy team, uh, even with Lamar playing this way, I would still probably say maybe. But this is not a healthy team, and Lamar's not playing you know, exceptionally well, let's be honest. And I, I can't see them making that run. I think teams have kind of figured it out with Lamar is that, you know, you just blitz them. I think that I think that was the most the Steelers had blitzed all season last game. Uh, it, and it really all started with that loss on Thursday night against the Dolphins. Uh, mm-hmm. They just absolutely corner blitzed him on every single play, it seemed like. And they got to him. And ever since then, that's what teams have been doing. And there's nothing they can really do about it. Uh, they, I, I, they're not keeping in running backs to help block. You know, Mark Andrews should be chipping people. Lamar's holding the ball, and then you know when he doesn't hold the ball, it's it ends up getting intercepted. And then, you know, you go back and look at it. That interception he throws in the red zone ends up becoming a, a big part in the game because what did they lose by? One, right? One, yeah. So, yeah one. so they lose by one point, and if Lamar doesn't throw that interception, now listen, it's you know you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and of course, and, you know, well, maybe if Lamar doesn't throw the interception, they kick the field goal or whatever, and then they they still technically win by two. You obviously never know if this game is going to, you know, go out the way that it did with that happening, but live in the fantasy world where it does happen that way, they win the game. They, they would win the game. So, listen, being in the red zone and not getting any points is the worst thing you can do. It doesn't matter if it's an interception, you know, a fumble, if if you get sacked out of field goal range. If you're in the red zone, you have to score. And it doesn't always have to be a touchdown. Obviously, is that what you want? Of course it is. But to not get any points is when you start beating yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened uh, with that interception. So I can't see them, you know, making this playoff run uh, – as we got Logan over here in the comments. Hell of a weekend, and Josh. I'm excited to see how the Bills pull the onesie from the Pats. Sorry. Big Mac, but I know I will be in the playoffs. Listen. Noah. Listen here, Logan. You ready for this? The Bills love passing the ball. And we're going to get to this game, too, because my boys are playing. We got to preview the game, of course. But, listen. Hey, no, I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to save everything for what we're I'm, I'm going to save it. I'm, I'm going to save it. Logan, you have... You're allowed to have your thoughts. It's okay. But uh, whatever. And then, Josh, also, do we really think this is Big Ben's last season? And listen, I am going to be very sad if Ben somehow plays his way into thinking that he can play for another season. Listen, bro, it's it's time to hang it up. I know you had a good game, but that's what we always say about the greats. You know, the greats, when they get older, they can still have that great game. We saw Kobe on his last one. They can still have it. They have those moments, but they can't consistently do it. And Ben, you can't do it, my brother. It's time to. Well, what if he goes somewhere else? What if he leaves Pittsburgh? You know, a, a what, Philip what Rivers team would really want Ben though. New Orleans might be desperate right now. Uh, who else needs a quarterback? We got Wayman Jinston coming back though. Yeah, but maybe you want Big Ben there just in case, you know. I don't know. I, I hope he's done. I hope he's done, man. That arm is dead. His arm is dead. No, his arm is uh, wet noodle-ish. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not looking good out here. But, Josh, should we move on? Yeah. And uh, listen, we have other topics, but, Josh, to see if you're with me here. 
Game starts in 20 minutes. I say we preview the Monday night game now. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So with that being said, <laughs> Logan, I can get into your comment now. We got the Bills and the Patriots tonight over there in Orchard up in Buffalo. And here's why the Pats are winning, right? You ready for this? What do the Bills like to do? They they love passing the ball. Josh Allen, big arm quarterback. You know, they got Stephon Diggs over there, Cole Beasley, you know, a little shifty on the inside. Manuel Sanders, a low-key pickup that me and Josh have talked about. You know, Dawson Knox coming out of his shell this year, playing well. But they can't run the ball. Now, let me tell you something. If you think you're going to throw the ball in a consistent 26-mile-per-hour wind and have success all night, I think you're wrong. Now, could I be wrong? Of course I could be. You know, I saw uh, Mr. Thomas Brady lead about a 24 to 3 comeback against the Broncos up there at Foxborough against Peyton Manning when the wind was howling. But uh, this is only Josh Allen's, what, fourth year? So is he really used to that Buffalo weather already? I mean, he could be. Ain't no Tom Brady, of course. Nobody is. So the Bills can't run the ball, they're not very good at it. We've seen it. And uh, Patriots defense is playing very well. Uh, Josh Allen had great success against the Pats last year. Now our entire team decided to take a year off for COVID. So you got to p- take that into account as well. But I, I got to go with the Pats. And that's not even me being a homer. I think I think it's fair because 26-mile-per-hour uh, winds, 48-mile-per-hour wind gusts on occasion. Imagine throwing a pass thinking it's right on point, a 48-mile-per-hour wind gust just says hell no. You you could throw a pass right over the middle, and the next thing you know is out of bounds. Yeah, so I'm there's just no saying. leading anybody. Can't lead anybody. No, you can't lead anybody unless you're throwing straight gas out here. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's going to be a low scoring game. I don't oh, see yeah. this being a shootout or anything. I expect the Bills to try to do what they normally do, quickly realize it's not going to work, and then panic. I don't know if they're really going to be like, yeah, all right. We can't throw the ball. Let's run it through Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. I don't think that there's any situation that will make them do that. Uh, So it's still going to be Josh Allen. We're going to see him try to throw it in that kind of wind because I think the Patriots, this is exactly what they kind of want. Mac Jones, is he's been smart all year taking care of the ball. He doesn't take big risks, and he won't tonight. Uh, So they're going to be pounding the ball with uh, Deontay, and it's going to be – it's going to be a boring game, but I do think it, that the Bills are going to have to try to throw the ball a lot late, and I think it's going to cause problems for them. So I think uh, yeah, I think New England just winds up winning this just because right now it's just kind of in their favor. They're on fire. They're playing really well as an entire group, and this weather just kind of fits them perfectly. Yeah, and, th- and that's the thing. I mean, I went into my, uh, you know, underdog fantasy before, which, like I said, you can use code Gen Z at sign up to get a, you know, Double your deposit up $200. But I think, and, you know, we saw this with the Colts, right? They The Colts just ran the ball down the Bills' throw, and I think that's what the Patriots are going to do here. Um, and, you know, I've heard people talk about it, you know, since the uh, – oh, here we go, Logan. Let's see here. Look, if the lame boys can put a clinic on the Saints and the Giants lose the Dolphins, then I see the Bills making some wild flea flickers for a last-minute upset. Hey, never know. Hey. Yeah, like like Josh said, you never know. It's possible. Listen, I don't even technically it wouldn't even be an upset. The Bills, the Bills are the favorite in this game. <laughs> so listen, I'm not saying it's gonna be easy, but I think this works against everything. Like if this was in October, 
or September, I'd be like, all right, Bills might win this game. But like I said, the Bills love to pass the ball. You can't really pass the ball in these conditions. And the Patriots are a very physical football team. We've seen that recently with, you know, with the run game this entire season. And last time the Bills faced a really physical football team was the Colts. And, well, Jonathan Taylor had five touchdowns. So we're going to find out what the Bills can do. We're going to find out if they can make those adjustments. Uh, I certainly think it's possible. But I, I don't know. I'm liking our chances in this game. I really am. So that's the Monday night game. But we go back to, uh, you know, our NFL topics. And, Josh, we started we start off these topics with uh, your boys. The Panthers fired Mr. Joe Brady. You know, I remember just last year, the hype was real. You know, you got Matt Rule, Joe Brady. They were going to turn everything around, and, and the man's fired now. Well, I mean, well, what's going on, Josh? What are we doing? Yeah, just classic scapegoat. Matt Rule's trying to save his own ass. I mean, how are we going to – how are you going to be like, all right, obviously something's not working this year. And I don't know about you guys, but I think it's Joe Brady's fault. Like, he's the last person you could really blame right now. He didn't ask for Sam Darnold. You know, he didn't make – he didn't spend $65 million on quarterbacks. He's just been calling the plays. And I think this is just Matt Rule trying to be like, yeah, we just need to shake things up on offense. Now, has has Joe Brady done a good job this year? No. Has he transformed this offense into the crazy thing we – we kind of saw glimpses of last year. No, but we've had three different quarterbacks be in and out all year. So it's, it's not exactly easy for him. You know, when you spend one year with a quarterback, then you get a new quarterback for six games. And for a couple of weeks, you got a new guy. And now Cam Newton's back. So it's it's not exactly been easy for him. And Christian McCaffrey playing only seven games over these past two years is has not been easy either. So uh, I don't think it was fair. I do think it's, it's if you're gonna fire Joe Brady, get rid of Matt Rule too. I mean, he's not doing anything great either. And also, I'm, every time I've seen Panthers fans talk about, it, they're like, "But he turned around Baylor. Then why is Baylor better without him? If he turned them around, why are they now better? They just won the championship for the Pac-12. Like, why are they better? Like, it's uh, it, well, not Pac-12, but uh, yeah, I. It is what it is. We're in shambles anyway. I don't get if you're gonna fire. Why fire him right now? Like, why not just let him ride out the year? If you're not going to fire everybody, then just why just fire the offensive coordinator? It makes no sense. I think it's just Matt Rule trying to save his job, trying to save his own ass. And I hope it doesn't work. I hope by the end of the year, they're all gone. <laughs> I hope you just go out and get somebody else, man. If we're going to give up on Joe Brady after two years, you can't sit here and give Matt Rule another one because he handpicked Joe Brady. So we'll, um, we'll see where it goes. But, yeah, didn't even play on Sunday and still took an L. Classic Panthers. And, you know, just some questions here in the color cast. Uh, Joe Brady firing surprising to me, but I get it with the struggles. And then you think he finds another NFL job or back to college. I think you got I think he goes back to college. Um, he's not. He's taken head coaching interviews last year. He's not even going to get a college head coaching job. Not after this. Not after getting fired. He gets a college head coaching job. No, he's getting an OC job. No one's going to give him the keys to the kingdom if he couldn't even do a good job calling plays here. Right now, it looks like that year with Joe Burrow and all them was a fluke. I don't. I think he's still good enough to. I think this just really hurts his chances because you, if you get fired, like, and it wasn't even reported as parting ways. It was fires. Like usually, if you see parting ways, you're like, all right, he didn't want to be there. They didn't want him. They parted ways. It just said he was fired. So, I mean, I don't know. He could. I could see a team taking a chance on him, but I think he's gonna also prefer going back to OC. I don't think he really wants right now to be a head coach. 
Uh, I mean, I don't know what college positions are up for grabs right they're now. All, they're all kind of, the they're all kind of filled right now. I was going to say, I know the big ones kind of got filled with, you know, uh, LSU's filled and obviously USC got filled, Oklahoma, uh, Miami got filled today, I believe. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is filled. So I don't know where he would go. I mean, obviously you could you could go to a lesser school that I'm sure would say, hey, look, we hired a former NFL coach and somebody who led a team to a national championship. Um, I don't know. I, it's it's weird to try and find a job, in my opinion, after you get fired in the middle of the season. Yeah. Like if you're fired mid-season, that's kind of like the you weren't doing your job type of situation. And, you know, we do look at it as a scapegoat because that's what he is. I mean, that's what he's being, you know. It's so obvious. It couldn't be more obvious. Yeah, I mean, it's like when the Giants fired Jason Garrett. Yeah. Like, like, listen, the offense was bad, absolutely, but you think Jason Garrett was really the problem with the Giants. Ever since they fired him, they haven't done anything anyway. Yeah. So – uh, Saban did horrible when he was the head coach for the Dolphins. Looking at him, that's now. what I'm saying. I, and and Saban didn't take a big place either. I'm pretty sure he went to Tulsa when he went back to college, and then eventually went to LSU, and then eventually got to Alabama. So I feel like Joe Brady's going to be like, all right, I tried going home run, tried going to be an offensive guru to NFL head coach. Let me go back to being an OC, get my rep up, and then go get another head coaching job because I don't think there's any ones that are worth a long-term deal that he'd be interested in because like like you said all the schools are taken all the jobs this year have been filled so wait till next year when another coach gets canned in a program you think you can succeed at then go take that one see here's the here's the thing with him being fired as the oc as well like we said we already know that's a scapegoat situation but like i hate when people don't look at the circumstances either like mccaffrey has been hurt basically all year uh you trade for Sam Darnold, he's terrible, and then gets hurt. You have P.J. Walker and and then Cam Newton, you know, his first game. Four QBs in two years, he, man. I mean, it's it's crazy. Four different yeah, QBs. Uh, yeah, before that you had Teddy Bridgewater. Like, what are you really supposed to do? Oh, look at that. The Gators need a coach. Uh, didn't – yeah, they did just fire their guy. But I was thinking, yeah, because one of their coaches just went to Miami to go. So, yeah, I mean, Florida is – if they offer him. But then again – I I don't think that they're going to go after Joe Brady. I don't think he's a guy they go after. I think maybe they just – I don't know. I forgot they don't have a coach. I'd love Joe Brady at Florida. That'd be a good fit. You know, look at my man George over here in the ColorCast comments saying, I'm on a flight to Puerto Rico. I'm on ColorCast. Hey. First of all, that's dedication. Second of all, been to Puerto Rico twice. Really? Uh, fantastic. Nice. I mean, I only – I didn't get to explore much because – uh you know, I went on cruises there. You know, we go on a cruise, you know, you're only there for like eight hours. Yeah. But let me tell you something. You go to San Juan, you hit up Senor Frogs. <laughs> let me tell you something. That is an experience. <laughs> I'm just saying. So you have a uh, – listen, George, you uh, you stay safe over there. Bring him, why don't you bring him back a nice little uh, shot glass or something, you know? I collect them. Barely. Yeah. Souvenir. Yeah, uh, yeah, bring him back a little souvenir, George, you know? Oh, don't worry. I'll give you the address. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but we move on to uh, Odell. Mr. Odell, I believe he scored, what was it, two touchdowns last game? You know, first time back-to-back games with a touchdown since 2019. That's unbelievable. Look at that. I got you. Yo, you see, George? Legendary. What a guy. Um, And, you know, just why is he producing in L.A. and he couldn't in Cleveland? I think it's pretty simple. 
Uh, you went from Cleveland with Kevin Stefanski, who, listen, one, I believe he was the coach of the year last year. So no slouch over there. Uh, but you go from Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield and Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay. And we saw it a couple off seasons ago, Sean McVay, if you had, you know, if you were ever in the same room as him and you exchanged oxygen somehow, you were allowed to get a head coaching job or an assistant job. And then we're going to sit here and lie and act like Matt Stafford isn't a uh, big old upgrade over Baker Mayfield. So I think that's the reason um, he's really, you know, doing well so far. I mean, obviously that first game against the Packers, he didn't do anything. But, I mean, he had no practice time, basically. They had the bye week. They come back. No, no, no. The first game that was – that was against the Packers, and it wasn't after a bye week, I think. No, the Packer game was after a bye. So they signed. They signed him like right before the game, though. They like played. A, they games. played a game before the Packer game. I don't know who it was against. Damn, I think they Did lost they? too. Yeah, because they played a game with him. They had the bye week, and then they came back against the Packers, and he still didn't play well. And everybody was like, "What the hell?" Because I remember I picked the Rams because they were coming off a bye. And then this week, I just don't remember who they played. How many weeks ago was it? This would be three weeks ago, I believe. So I believe this was their bye week. Because they had a bye. They played the Packers. Who they played before? Before the bye? Yeah. Before the bye. Tennessee? Did they get beat by Tennessee? Yes. They got smoked by Tennessee. That was Odell's first game, but he only had like – he only played like 15 plays. Yeah. Then they had the bye. Uh, you know, everybody thought he was going to come out the next game, be Odell of old. They didn't do anything against the Packers. And then uh, this game, and he's played pretty well. Uh, obviously, in that game, two touchdowns, like I said. And – Listen, he's playing with Matt Stafford, Sean McVay, and here's the thing that I really look at, right? We all love Jarvis Landry, but he's not a number one wide receiver. Not anymore, man. Not anymore. Like, he is not a number one wide receiver, and now Odell is playing. So, obviously, Odell probably got most of the attention over there. Now Odell's playing with Cooper Cup, who already has, like, you know, 350 catches, you know, 8,000 yards and, and 26 touchdowns this year. So he's obviously not the number one. Cooper Cup is getting the attention, and that leaves the ability for Odell to, you know, do what he does, be shifty in the open field, you know, make some catches over the top and everything like that. So that's why I think he's having more success. I, I think mostly it's because he's just not being looked at as much. Yeah, I mean, you go with you, like I said, you go with the Rams and it's and it's Cooper Cup, and then you have to worry about the run game as well. And then obviously Sean McVay is able to to uh scheme up plays to get him open. So I think just the coaching and him not being the number one option and having somebody that's that good with what Cooper Cup is, is is giving him a lot more opportunities. Yeah, I agree with most of that. I, I just really think it comes down to how the offenses are using them. Like you're saying about the Cooper Cup attention, I feel like Cleveland could have done something similar with how much teams focus on the run against Cleveland. I yeah. think they could have taken advantage of that. I just felt like they already assumed that Odell was going to get doubled and get all this attention, but they never really established him as a threat in Cleveland. So teams weren't doing that. And they just kind of looked away from him because they're like, ah, he's going to be covered. 
instead of kind of designing things for him to get going because you can't just be paying that man all the money and be like he's going to be taking attention so other things will open up now you got to use him uh, and and i'm kind of seeing that with the with the rams they're using him in in certain situations they're not going to go after him as the number one because that's cooper cup but they're using him as he should be used which is a deep threat a guy that can make plays we saw it this weekend with the low fade route in the red zone for the touchdown we saw it the week against packers he had that stop and go route kind of kind of a little bit of a fade uh they're just kind of using him a lot better i don't think it was it was so much that they that cleveland couldn't do what they're doing because they didn't have the weapons like that i just don't think cleveland really tried to uh, and i feel like the rams is a good spot for him i really wanted him to go to green bay but the rams are using him really well we'll see what he'll do this offseason because he's only on a deal for the rest of the year but I think it's I think Odell is still very good. It's just finding the right way to use him. And the Rams are doing that so far. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see what he does, you know, after this year as well. Obviously, I think it's the first time he'll be a free agent in his career. So we'll find out what Odell cares for. Is he gonna chase more money? Is he gonna go to another winning situation, you know, like the Rams potentially? Uh I don't know. It's it's gonna be fun. I wonder if, you know, does how does like what happens with the way that this year plays out, you know, if, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the Patriots have had interested in, interest in him for a while. So what, if they make a deep playoff run, does he now say, okay, I'll go to you guys. Maybe I'll, you know, put you guys over the top. Does he look at, you know, if the Rams lose to the Packers in the playoffs, maybe does he say, ah, okay, I made the wrong decision, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me go sign with them. So it could be fun. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, Imagine him on the Chargers. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Keenan Allen, Odell, Mike Williams. Oh, yeah. Herbert. Oh, what a perform! What a a time that would be. Um, Speaking of good times, Tom Brady's having a great time over there in Tampa Bay. Another big game, over 300 yards, four touchdowns, threw that interception uh, to end the half. But it's, it's, it's getting to that time if he's locking up the MVP. And I don't want to say locked up. I don't want to say that yet. Um, I think if Josh Allen can continue, if, if Josh Allen can play good the rest of the way, I think you could give it to him, especially because, you know, he has the rushing stuff as well. Uh, obviously, Brady isn't out here, you know, getting many yards on the feet, but even though he did have a, you know, a nice 11 yard run earlier on in the year, of course, showing off the wheels. But. If Josh Allen can continue to play well, you know, he has the rushing stats as well. If, you know, Aaron Rodgers continues to play the way he will, I think that's the I think that's the three-person race, though. Uh, Kyler missed too many games. Dak's falling off. Uh, who else? Were, obviously, you can't give it to Derrick Henry. because I mean, I think – yo, listen, let me tell you something. I think Derrick Henry could have won the award this year if he doesn't get hurt. He's still uh, third rushing yard. That's crazy. It, it is. But I Listen, I would say, though, I, I'd still look out for Jonathan Taylor, too. Uh, had oh, did he have like 146 rushing yards this week? Uh, mm. I believe he had. They could not score the ball though until the second half. It pissed me off. No, yeah, it was very weird. I think it was like what was it like 10 nothing, seven nothing going into half. Yeah, it was like seven nothing. I was like what? Unbelievable. Uh, but hey, I don't think he's locked it up, but I still think he is leading. I believe he's first in rush. No, I said rush yards. Jesus, pass yards, uh, passing touchdowns, passing attempts. Uh, all these passing staffs, and obviously that's what your quarterback is there to do. So not locked up, but I think, uh, definitely definitely there. I think 
I don't. I agree. I don't think it's locked up, but I think it's Brady's to lose. Like I don't think even if Josh Allen and Rodgers have really goods into the year, I still think Brady wins it unless he starts playing bad. Like I just think he's been more consistent than anyone in the league. I saw a stat like he has more touchdowns than like three quarters of the league, which is just <laughs> insane. Uh, and yeah, I mean he hasn't missed a game. The Bucks are a top seed, uh, so I think it's his to lose. I wouldn't say it's locked up because obviously you know. COVID could happen. He could miss a couple of games. You never know what could happen. So True. Uh, even if I think even if Jonathan, I mean, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. But uh, Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers, even if they have great into the year, I still think Brady wins it. If he just keeps playing well, I don't think there's, but it's still tough to say it's locked up because I mean, it's, it's just a weird year. Anything could happen. So we don't really know yet, but uh, yeah, I think it's just his to lose. I think he's, kind of extended his lead pretty big with this past week, especially with Josh Allen having a couple rough weeks. A 44-year-old MVP. <laughs> Only one man can do it. <laughs> what, a <laughs> what a time. What a time. And uh, listen, people, we're going to try something new here, right? We've talked all this sports, but we're going to take a break. We're going we're to take a break from the sports and uh, get into some other stuff. We're trying a new, a, a little new segment here. So, of course, you got to let us know if, if you like it as well, because we're here for the people. But you know, Josh, we're, we're we're Marvel people out here. So, how have you thought that Hawkeye has gone so far? Three episodes in, I got I got some pretty strong points about it. I do. I I didn't honestly. I thought it was going to suck before it came out. I, I just didn't enjoy the trailer too much, but. Now that I've been watching it, I like how it's kind of a break from all the multiverse crazy stuff happening in in Loki and in WandaVision, you know, with everything. But uh, I like it so far. I really like it. I just hate, I mean, they just never give Hawkeye a break. He's always this terrible dad who's never around for his kids. And I hate it. Like, let the man be happy. Like, just let him go home to be with his family. But I love it so far. This last episode had a lot of you know, cool little things in it, introducing a couple new characters and a couple little Easter eggs. And, you know, Kingpin's probably going to be in it now, which is is really, really cool. He kind of, he showed his hand and then Black Widow's sister, she's going to be in it at some point. And it kind of looked like she could possibly be in this next episode. But yeah, I, I really like it so far. I'm loving it. See, I'm on the complete opposite side. I'm terribly, <laughs> I'm terribly bored by it so far. See, I, I was on the, I, I'm on the complete opposite side. I thought it was going to be very good going into it, and now that oh, I yeah. watched that was it, your I'm not. A, I'm just listen. I don't know if I'm if it's because there's not enough action, or I, I don't you're know. Just, I don't, you're used because you watched Loki, you watched WandaVision, you saw all that awesome I mean, stuff. And it, see, that's the thing. It's not even the multiverse stuff for me because I agree with you. Like, I can take, I can use a break from it too. Like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. need you know all of a sudden Hawkeye becoming, you know eagle eye and and you know <laughs> yeah. using you know wooden bow and arrows instead of an, a normal one or a crossbow somehow but listen i, I don't know i i feel like it's so slow like the first they said before it came out it's it's not it's just a break like that's what they called it just like a little christmas break that's all they called it oh i'm oh, it's a break all right <laughs> it is boring it's slow it's they, they've had some nice sequences you know the sequence on the bridge that was mm-hmm. nice, and you know, getting out of the you know, the, the hostage situation that they were yeah. in. Was nice. I don't know. I'm just not. Uh, I'm not loving it. I'm of course still gonna watch it because I mean, what else am I gonna do? I'm just tired of them doing this man dirty all the time. Like the first time we see him, 
He like has to leave his kids and everything. And then in Endgame, his kids disappear. And then he gets them back, and we're like, nope, sorry, you're gone again. I'm like, just at the end of it, just let him go home. Leave him alone, all right? <laughs> just leave him alone. Facts. You, listen, it's happening in New York. Where's my man Spider-Man at? That's what I'm saying. Like, where, where are all these guys at? Where <laughs> Get him some help. You're always like, showing like characters you, in other shows. You're telling me that Hawkeye can't pick up a phone real quick? Hey, listen, Christmas, you guys don't got no kids. Yeah, I got a whole family, man. I got a whole fam. Like, can I enjoy some time? Yeah, I guess not. They said no. They said no. All right. We're back into it. We will get back into it. And, Josh, we're going to go with our, you know, players of the week type situation. So who is your quarterback of the week? Man, we haven't seen in a while. I know who you're going with. The whole world gave up on for a little bit. But he's back. The bandana's back. The stash is back. Minshew Mania is back. Gardner Minshew is my quarterback of the week. 28-25, 242 yards, two touchdowns. Saw the video of him and his dad after the game, yeah. too. He loved that. Yeah, just really happy for him, man. I mean, he just – he's been decent. He's played well. Just, you know, Trevor Lawrence came to town. And then he now he's in Philly where I think it's a good spot for him. He played really well. So, yeah, I'm quarterback of the week. You know, I'm looking through some people here. I had, you know, you could obviously go with Brady, 368, four touchdowns and interception. You can go with uh, my man, Justin Herbert, 317, three touchdowns and interception. But you know what? I think, oh, hold on. I just I just lost my part on the page. It was multitasking here with the color cast, everything going on. I'm a busy man out here. But I'm going to go with another man that we haven't seen in a while. And give it to, if I can find it, hold on, here we go, Mr. Kyler Murray. Mm, Let me see. Let me get Kyler Murray with a little, uh, let's see, he only had 123 yards passing, but four total touchdowns. Four. Four. Looking like like, uh, Jonathan Taylor out here, you know what I mean? So, Kyler Murray, we haven't seen you a couple weeks, or not even a couple, a few weeks. It's good to have you back, brother. We missed you. The NFL is a better place. With you in it now, Josh. Who are you, is your player of the week? I actually have fifty-three of them. It's the 53. entire Detroit Lions roster. You know, they are uh, all right. players of the week. And the reason why it's not just like twenty-two is because it takes all of us, Connie. It's not a it's not a twenty-two man job. It's a fifty-three man job. And they got it done. Came together, got the win. So they all deserve player of the week. You know what? That's a beautiful story right there, but I'll give it to one specific player. How about this on the Lions then? Let's give it to Mr. Amon Ross St. Brown. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the game-winning yeah. touchdown he catches. Yeah, like 90 uh, yards. He's gone crazy. Yeah, what do you have, like nine catches, I believe, yeah. like 90-something yards, I want to say. 96, I feel like he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, my man went crazy. Lions got their win. And uh, it's a beautiful time over there in, in Michigan. All yeah. Michigan wins. The, the Lions win. I mean, this might be the first time in, in, in history that's happened with the way it's recently been going. Yeah. So, Josh, it's now time for, of course, one of our favorite segments on the show. And that would be, if I can find the uh, banner over here, together we pray. Josh, we have anybody to add to the prayer circle? Yeah, I think we have to add Jalen Hurts. His job yeah. is in danger. His job is in danger. He, uh, 
I feel like we I feel like we shouldn't have gave him as many props. I feel bad about it because we probably are the reason the tide turns, you know, turn the tables. But we I think we need to say a prayer for him because now Minshew Mania showed up. He looks like a really good fit in that offense. So uh, I think just we need to say a prayer because Jalen Hurts is a very good player, but he's having a tough time, I bet. You know, I can't disagree with you. I don't I don't think I have anybody. Uh, but that is a very good one. We should have, we should have kept a list of everybody we had on. I'll go back and look at them. That's a lot of work. You just got to skip. You know, you're right. You're right. And then our next one, another one of our favorites out here, that would be put some respect on my name. And Josh, this is going to sound a little weird, but let me give it to Jared Goff. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. And listen, uh, we we talk a lot of smack about it, rightfully so. He's not the greatest. And listen, did the defensive running game probably carry him to that Super Bowl? Probably. But hey, this is a man who got to a Super Bowl, played well enough to get a big contract. And even in Detroit, even in Detroit, he is keeping them not relevant <laughs> because they're 1-10, in 10, but they're – like they're a tough team to play. They like, could easily be, or like they could easily have five wins. Like that's not something crazy. Like a couple things have gone against. I mean, the longest field goal of all time. You know, their kicker dies in the middle of his you know routine of the kick and just shakes it underneath the goalpost. They've they've had a couple tough ones, so they could. They're a lot better than their record shows for sure. Listen, Logan, I don't know what the hatred is for my Pats. But I hope I hope that that prayer doesn't come true, brother. Why don't you uh, pick something else there, guy? Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, the, the Lions not good. One in ten, obviously. One ten and one. But uh, you look at you look at them compared to like some teams that we also know are bad, like the Texans and and the Jets yes. and the Giants. Like they don't get blown out. No, if you look at the game, they, they really don't get blown out. Like there's not really. Too many losses where you're like, oh my god, like they are awful. Yeah, like they have a yeah. lot of close one possession games. So I'm gonna put some respect on Jared Goff. He's you know he's the man at the at the head of the ship, and uh, he's keeping them afloat barely. I mean they're they're you know noses are are above the water, not even not even the mouth. So they're they're nose breathers out here. But you know, uh, listen, you, you can't have everything in life. I like that one, especially because. You know, that game-winning drive really covered up from Jared Goff trying to throw the game away. Man. Oh, my God. The pick followed by the sack bubble, man. He was selling so hard before that game-winner. He needed that. Uh, and then I put yeah. respect on his name, too, because I didn't think he could pull like that. You know, his girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I'm going with the man. Five straight wins for the Dolphins. I'm going with Tua. I think Okay, it's, uh, I like this, too. I think he, I think he deserves some respect. Uh, you know, because – I was I saw something earlier, and they were showing Tua's 16 first career starts and Kyler's 16 first career starts. Tua's looked as good, if not better, than Kyler's first 16 yeah. games. And you know, and there's a huge difference. Kyler is his franchise guy, and Tua has to hear about Deshaun Watson every week. So it's <laughs> it's kind of interesting how that's working out. But he's he's doing everything he can to be like, yeah, I'm, I can be a franchise quarterback. And I think his connection with Waddle, obviously, they played together oh. at Bama. They're so good together, but also screw Jalen Waddle. 
You had nine catches, 90 yards. You were on my anytime touchdown parlay. You're the only one that didn't hit. Cost me $80. So, uh, yeah, thanks for catching nine nine balls and not scoring on a single one. Uh, but, yeah, Tua deserves some respect. He's he's playing as good as, as I thought he – he's playing better. I, I doubted Tua the whole time coming into the draft all last year, but he's earning my respect. So put some respect on him. Now we go to our winners and our losers of the week. Now listen, I, I listen, I, Josh. I'm just gonna throw it out there, petition that we can only say the Lions for winners this week. I mean, listen, I know that there's obviously some other winners, but I feel like Lions, Lions fans, the the state of of Michigan should are the only people that's allowed to be on the winner list this week. All right, he they're the all the winners, but I do have a guy who won. Can it be okay. like a separate? Like yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is I think Jameis won. Taysom sucks, so they're gonna, they're going to take know, care of Jameis. That's a great Taysom point Hill you're making. Sucks, so Jameis is a winner. He's you know, Josh, that might here. be one of that. That might be one of your top five points ever made in the show. Yeah, I mean, my winners and losers. That's usually where you say that. For, so I think I should uh, put that effort into other categories because I guess this is my strong suit. <laughs> you might have to take over the segment. I might just sit this one out. <laughs> and then losers, I mean. The Vikings, how do you lose to Dude, a uh, – I feel so bad for Vikings fans, man. How do you lose to an 0-10 and 0-1 team at the time? Uh, I mean, I think we're back, the state of New York, back to being losers as the Giants and the Jets are just terrible at football. Uh, even the Islanders, who were supposed to be Stanley Cup you know, favorites this year, terrible. Although, our Rangers, maybe, <laughs> playing good. Um, you know what? I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it topical. Ready? Losers for this week are pass catchers in this game that we're about to watch. Because there yeah, ain't no yeah. way that somebody's going to People who need Stephon Diggs to have a bunch of points to win their win their fantasy Josh, this week. Josh, Josh. <laughs> I'm I'm up three points. And this kid oh, has no, Stephon this is Diggs you. <laughs> so this is your opponent. I'm so up three points. The kid oh, has no. Stephon Diggs left. And I'm oh, just no. praying that they can't get him the ball. <laughs> three points, though? Three points? Listen, I don't think it's going to happen, but the, a boy can dream. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, my losers, Matt Rule, big, fat, stinking yeah. loser. Yeah. You know, saving his own ass. Scott Fitterer, Panthers GM, congrats. You you can make a lot of trades. You're, it looks so cool. You made six trades on draft days. You went and got Sam Darrell. You're not afraid. Well, we suck. So maybe, you know, calm down. Maybe don't be so bold. <laughs> David Tepper, our owner, I get it. You you have all this money. You want to spend it, and uh, we win. But we're not winning, so stop spending it in places that's not working, man. You already spent $65 million in two years, and it didn't work. You're getting none of that money back, so be a little patient here and uh you know make the right moves when they're available those are my three losers panthers head coach panthers gm and panthers owner all three losers well with that being said we're going to find out who wins and loses next week because it's our week 14 pick segment but of course before we go into the pick segment we got to find out how we did in week 13 so josh why don't you let the people know how we did in week 13 kind of you had a tough one man did i you had so i swept in the disagreements, I swear. No, you didn't. Oh, let me look because I write it down every week. We disagreed on New York and Miami. 
Okay, I yes, I lost name. that one. We disagreed on the Chargers and Cincy. I picked the Chargers. No, you picked Cincy. You last minute switched to Cincy. No, I last minute switched it to the Chargers. You had Cincy. No, because I have it written right here. Switch. Gosh, I literally went back and watched it. Okay, so to, then I wrote it wrong. Give me prob- a I'm not listen. You can go back and watch it as well. I swear to God. Okay, but then I'd still beat you in San Francisco and Seattle. No, because I picked Seattle. Fuck. Fuck, they did lose. <laughs> Come on, Josh. Okay, so we tied this week. Both went nine and six. So now it is. No, you're up one. I, I got to do this all over again. Yeah, I didn't say I got to do this all over again. usually wrong. Got to do this all over again. So, yeah, I, you're. I'm. I'm eight and five. You're nine and six. I think there that's we math, go. right? That's how math works. No, I'd be eight and seven. I wouldn't be eight and five because that's not enough. Is that enough games? You know, Josh, I'm not very good at math. Yeah, so. eight and seven. I'm pretty sure it's eight and seven. No, that, I don't know. Okay, you cut the game. You in the games we disagreed on. You won two. I won one. So that cuts it to one. Oh yeah, baby. Yep, cuts it to one. But I can't give you the overall records right now because that's math. And that's I, fine. That's fine. I can't, I can't. It's like a hundred and four and eighty to hundred and three and eighty or something. He's down one. He's down one. I, I was going to I was, I was feeling really say, good like, coming into this. I thought I went 3-0. and all. I thought I swept. Oh, and no, it turns out I, I lost. I went back and I watched <laughs> it just to make sure. I, and it's funny. I almost texted you during the charger Bengals game. I was like, wow, I can't believe I fixed it. I completely thought you – I thought the switch was to the Bengals. No, I had – And then the whole – Me and you agreed on Bengals, and then I went back. Like, it was literally our last pick of the segment. I was like, damn, I really want to fix – I really want to change that game. You're like, do it. And I picked Damn. the Chargers. Damn, and I, I don't know why I thought all day. All day I thought the Niners won. I don't know why I thought they won. Probably because they should have. They really should have. They really should Bro, have. Bro, this man Gerald Everett should be cut immediately. <laughs> Jesus, how do you just drop – how do you not only drop that, but you put it back in the air? Kick it in the air, cause an interception, and then at the goal line, fumbles. Yeah, tough, tough, tough. Yeah, one, all right. One game well, difference. Let's, one I, uh, game difference. let's see if I can take the lead, baby. We will find out. Uh, we started off Thursday night football. Steelers at the Vikings. Josh, who do you have? Okay, of course. Of course. No, no, you want me to pick first? Yes, I would like I will go with the Steelers. I'll go with the Steelers, too. Damn. I was going to go Vikings, but I'm glad you went first. Come on. You, I'm not losing on this bullshit game because the Vikings are ass and Big Ben is ass, so I'm not losing on this game. This man just said he was going Vikings the whole time. I picked the Steelers. He goes to the Steelers. Because I thought you were going to go Vikings. If I if I picked first, I'd have been like he's probably leaning Vikings, so I'll go Vikings. But you were leaning Steelers, so I'm also picking the Steelers because uh, Adam Thielen out for this game. Davin Cook also out for the game. Ooh, as the Patriots and Bills have officially kicked off, looks like the Bill. Oh my God, bro! The Bills kicker just on the kickoff had to, they had to hold the ball obviously because of the wind, and this man still kicked it out of the field. <laughs> like he kicked it into like the second row. Interesting development. We got the Ravens at the Browns. This is another tough one. Oh man. 
John, why don't you listen? Yeah, John, why don't you go first on this one then? Are there running backs back yet? Are Chubb and Hunt back? Uh, I think so. Give me the Ravens. All right, give me the Browns then. I will take the Browns in this one at home, coming off a bye. This is, this is a bad week. I can already feel it, of course. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not very confident in this game. Now with Baker, it, it was the whole score game. messed up. Now I don't feel confident about that pick. It's just things are not shaping up well here for me. They're just not. Next up, we got the Jags and the Titans. I think we're both going to pick the Titans here. Yeah. Uh, now we got the Raiders at the Chiefs as I get distracted because, of course, I'm trying to watch this game at the same time. Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. Yep, they're back. Yes, they are. Well, barely. Um, Saints at the Jets. Jets aren't even a football team, so I'll go with the Saints. Taysom, is Taysom Hill starting again? Pro- yeah, he is. He might throw the game, bro, but I'll go with the Saints because I don't trust the Jets. Then we have the Cowgirls at the Washington football team. And, boy, let me tell you, this game sounds very easy, but the way things have been going, it's not. It's a trap game. This is a trap game. I don't know which way the trap goes, though. It's either you're like, the Cowboys are really good, and they should win this, and Washington does exactly what they should do, which is win again. But then if you're like, Washington's really good, they, they're on a streak, I know they should win it. But then the Cowboys, it's, it's a trap. It's a trap. Everywhere you go, it's a trap. Good, so you can pick first. I'm going... I'll go with Washington. You're going with Washington. Riverboat Ron, currently in the wild card. They won it. Heineke, yep. Oh, man. I, I, you know what? Fine. I'll go with Dallas. Mm-hmm. I will go with Dallas. Mm-hmm. As the uh, Patriot game has started, so we got some comments over here. Pat's all day. About to be a crazy game. Mac Daddy going to show Bill's Mafia who he is. Listen, we can hope so. That first drive was all right. They had a third and five, and then Mac Jones tried to pitch play uh, out to uh, Mr. Damian Harris, who kind of fumbled it. So definitely – not looking good because now, now I guarantee Bill's gonna, you know, bench him and probably ruin my underdog fantasy lineup. But whatever, it's fine. I'm not even mad about it. Falcons at your Panthers, Josh. Panthers. Yeah, we go with the Panthers too. We're only two and a half favorites over the goddamn Falcons. I just, I don't want this to be a game I lose. Yeah, because it's very possible. Very possible. I think that, like I. Low key, I think the Falcons are gonna win. They probably are. Right. Like they we who's our play caller is our like assistant OC who hasn't done anything. I don't know. Usually when you fire an offensive coordinator or a coach, they play good the next game and then after right. that is when yeah. they start playing that again. But I mean Man, we'll see. But no CMC, you know, or we suck. Who cares? Yeah, Panthers are there. The we're gonna you know what I mean? get it done. We're, st- we're every time they put up a graphic that says in the hunt, we're in there, and it, it pisses me off. Honestly, I'm like, <laughs> we're not in the hunt, bro. We got the Bucks twice and the Bills. We're not in the hunt. As the Bills come out first, you plays trying to run the ball, stuffed. Love that for me. Next game, Josh. Let's be real here. We're both going with the Seahawks. Texans aren't even good, and Tyrod Taylor is probably out now. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely going Seahawks. They're in win now mode, apparently. Pete Carroll signed Adrian Peterson. Win now. <laughs> Lions at the Broncos. Listen, I know the Lions just won. Cool story, bro. Tell it again because the Broncos are winning. I so badly want to take Detroit. Yo, you could. Logan's doing it. Look at this. I so Logan. badly want to take Okay. Josh Allen for the first pass attempt of the game dropped by Dawson Knox. I'm going Denver. I'm not going to risk it. I don't blame you there at all. Uh, Giants at the Chargers. Can we skip past this as well? Yep. Chargers all the way, baby. This is a good game. I like this one. 49ers at the Bengals. Listen, the Bengals just lost pretty handedly, and I think they're a good team. And I'm going to sound like Colin Coward here because this is what he always says. Good teams that get embarrassed usually play well the next week, and it's at home. San Francisco got to go across the country. You know, they're, they're – you know, their internal clock is going to be a little different. Give me the Bengals. Some would say San Francisco is also a good team that just got embarrassed. Yeah, but they but, didn't lose by like but 20. Who, who, that's the question. Who got more embarrassed, you know? Losing in that fashion as the 49ers or getting blown out as the Bengals? And also, who's the better team? Because it mm, coexists. So it really comes down to, do I go with, Fat Thumb Joe or Jimmy Garoppolo? Fat Pinky. It was Pinky. Um, give me the Bengals. Okay. Now, this is the game of the week, in my opinion. I mean, pretty clearly, too, if you look at it. Maybe, you know, Ravens, Browns, Cowboys, Washington could be fun games, too. But we got the Bills at the Buccaneers. I'm going with the Bucks because Brady has beaten the Bills – I think the most out of any team in his career. And uh, what's going to change now? I really don't like this. I don't. I'm not then, having listen, a good time. I'm not even trying to convince you to take the Bills. I could also see the Bills winning because the Bucks' pass defense is trash. So currently, we have two disagreements. I really don't like my chances in either of those. Even though I just made them less than five minutes ago. I like your chances if you pick the Bucks in this one, though. Or the Bills. See, I don't know if you mean that or not. I, go I swear to God. I'm going I with Tampa them. Bay. I don't, listen, I don't I understand. You switch to the Bills, then, if you love it so no, much. No, 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 no. See, I go with – listen, Brady's Brady's on the Bucks. I don't pick against the Bucks. Oh, okay, yeah. Although my JV – Josh Yo, listen, Allen. You love Josh MVP. Allen. Let's get to side MVP Allen. in all series. Hey, so. If Josh Allen snaps tonight, he, this could be very important. Like, say Josh Allen. All right, well, let's play hypothetical here, ready? Just real quick. Wind is all crazy tonight, so Josh Allen doesn't do anything tonight, right? And then in this game, Bills win it. Brady throws for like 200, a touchdown, no interceptions, nothing good. But Josh Allen throws for like four, 430. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. What happens? What happens? It gets closer, but I'm still taking Brady. Still I don't blame taking... you. I would, too. I think I would, too. He's leading the NFL in all the passing categories. Like, that's what yeah. your quarterback is supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and then we rounded off with the Sunday night game. We got the Bears at the Packers. And I think it's pretty easy because I'm going with the Packers, and I assume you are, too. Yep. Yep. I don't like this week. This is That was a bad segment. I don't like this at all. Matt said Packers all the way. I would have never guessed. 
Um, yo, you should see. I don't know if you had the game on, bro. The field goal posts are hitting the milli rock out here. <laughs> I mean, it is it is windy over there in Buffalo. It is no joke. Uh, there's been one pass play on two possessions so far, I believe. So this is going to be interesting. But with that being said, people, I think uh, I think we're out of here. You know, a, a nice show as we usually do. Make sure you check us out everywhere. And Josh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Dolan underscore four. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, Josh, hold on one second. I just saw they, they just updated it. Wind 25 to 35 miles per hour. Wind gusts 50 to 55. Jesus. That's, that just sounds like not fun football. Just not a good time. There is literally like the both offense and defense, everybody's at the line of scrimmage. There's I, I, I literally <laughs> don't even think there was a wide receiver on that play. <laughs> smart football. That's smart football. This but, is going to uh, be a three nothing game. <laughs> most likely, I don't, you know the over was so low. I almost took it, but I was like, nah. Then I saw Yo, the did weather. Did you see the better? That's the over away from a twelve team parlay hitting. Really, sixteen thousand dollars off a two dollar bet. Oh, man. Oh, or he man. could cash out for six grand. I would have cashed out. Oh fast yeah, I'm cashing out. Oh I'm my god! At the minute I saw the weather, I would have said, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. But, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, you want to tune in next Monday because Bug is going to be in the show. It's his oh. birthday on Monday. It's his birthday, so I got to let him let him hang out. All right. As for me, people, obviously me and Josh do this every Monday at 7 Eastern, a good time as always. Appreciate all the people watching out there over on YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, everything, obviously listening on the ColorCast as well. Uh, make sure you go follow me over there. Uh yeah, we're putting everything on Colorcast and the streams, and you know we're, we're multifaceted out here, as I like to say. Uh, Anthony Conover underscore for my personal Twitter, Gen Z Sports for the show. Uh, the hard count, me and my boys, like the Patriots punter just punted it into the wind, and it literally went to the 35-yard line. <laughs> this is just not good. Um, Tuesdays. Me and my boy CJ do the hard count talking everything football. Obviously, we'll break down this game as we're both uh, Patriot fans. And then Thursday, backstop banter with me and my boy Michael breaking down everything over there in the baseball world. So, with that being said, I appreciate everybody for watching as per usual. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode.